welcome to Winter Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader. I'm sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark Massaro. How's it going, Mark? It's good. How are you? I am great because you know why? Why? Wait, let me guess. No, no, no. I just want you to say why. 13 days until my wedding. 13 13 days. And less than that when you guys are listening, probably like 11-ish. Yeah. So it's, it's not long. So I'm pretty excited. And my 29th birthday is coming up tomorrow. So, <laughs> so you'll by the time people listen to this, you'll. I'm have gonna be 29. 29. That's like, so cool. No, for real, it's my birthday now. 29 might be a little off, but you know, whatever. So I am <laughs> ecstatic because I'm getting married in 13 days. I mean, we're like 12 and a half right now. Like, <laughs> but who's counting, right? Who's counting? And I'm so excited. It's not just like the marriage and the wedding, but it's also celebrating. Like I have so many friends from high school and college flying in from all over. I have 10 bridesmaids because I, I have a lot of great friends and I still had more. Like I could have had like 20. I had to, you know, cut it down, but I'm just excited. And then all of Joel's family flying in from Boston and I'm just excited to celebrate this massive, amazing occasion. You know what? I ask you how you are and here I am talking again. No, keep going. I'm like massive, amazing, giddy, excited about getting married again. Like giddy, like it's hard to explain when you have, but our listeners know this part been to the depths of like, you've seen death, you've experienced what that's like and to lose the person that you lived with and you know, shared all these things with, and then to be in a place where God has healed your heart and then brought somebody else into your life. Like, I just feel like singing from the rooftops, <laughs> like how excited I actually, I was joking, but I might be serious that when I come down the aisle, I might be dancing like for real. Like I, I was practicing with the wedding March and I was like, I think I literally might be dancing. Like I'm so excited to get married now when I married Luke I did and I was 24 I guess five years ago (laughs) whatever um (laughs) I was so excited I was bouncing up and down my mom's like it was just like when you were a little girl like I was like so excited like when I was up at the front and I feel like I'm gonna be doing that again like I'm just it's such a place of joy just God turning mourning to dancing turning um you know taking ashes into beauty all of those things, like I feel it. And now don't get me wrong. You don't have to have another spouse to feel that. I was already feeling some of those things, but I was thinking about today in church, just about the day that I remember God saying, I'm going to restore the joy of your youth and I'm going to restore everything you lost in a marriage. And here I am like 13 days from marrying such an amazing man who loves me in different ways than I've ever been loved. And it's just absolutely breathtaking, really. And like thinking about how Facebook connected us. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And <laughs> I mean, God, God. And just like, it blows me away when I actually think about all the details that had to happen to get to where I am today. And just even today, like we were talking, meeting some new people, well, we're trying new churches. We're at a new church, meeting some people and talking about how Joel moved from Louisiana and just like that he gave up his life that he knew for me, like just gave up his job and his friends there, all of these things in order to move across the country for me. And listen, he grew up in Brazil. He does not like no rain that well, like and cold weather. So this has been a little difficult for him <laughs> he, uh, being in the sun. Like we just looked, I think it's like 75 in Louisiana today. And it's like, you know, 40 mm-hmm. something. It's been snowing a lot recently. 
in fact, so much that I'm like, no, no snow for our wedding, please. And <laughs> just all of this to say, I am so thankful to God for all he has done in my heart, in Joel's heart. Um, just, we've both come through a lot of grief and sorrow and to be where we are today about to not only join ourselves, but join our kids, join our families and have a new family that God is ordaining and creating. And it's, it's amazing. So I'm a little bit on like cloud nine, like trying to just get all the details ready for the wedding and just try to at the same time, enjoy this. And just like, this is amazing. Like this, this is happening. And it's like, we were talking about today. It's surreal, not surreal, like that we're getting married. Like doesn't feel real, but that it's this close now. Cause it seems like it was like far out there. Here we well, are. it's probably, it's probably going to feel a little surreal that you're getting married too. Yes, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. Cause it's like, it's, you're, you're starting, you're starting something you're starting. Yes. And we know, we know how, um, how important marriage is to us. And yeah. like, you're starting this life, you're starting this new life and, um, it's gotta be super cool and super exciting. And especially, you know, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the hell that you have lived through. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, we were, we started talking six months ish after yeah. your loss, three months ish after mine yeah. and really shared a lot of grief. And I just, I know what you've been through. And so to see, like, to just to know that we're here today. Yeah. This is so cool. I'm so happy for you and for Joel and, um, like, that's great. That's so great to not have to like be, I don't know, when I think back to like where we were and it was just this like lost, confusing, dark season yeah. of life of like just trying to figure out like what now, what's yeah. next. And I? then, you know, somehow you convinced me to do this podcast. I still don't know how. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's uh, it's just amazing to have watched the whole thing unfold. And yeah, and now here you are like getting married and it's so awesome. I know. It's, it's so awesome. Insane. And we were, um, we we're talking about this off air, but I wanted to share this like, okay, so when you get married again, are you still a widow? Like, I'm like, am I a widow in 13 days? But I feel like we, we kind of talked about this and like the conclusion that like, I won't currently be widowed, but I will always be Luke's widow, like Luke's widow, Joel's wife, but mm. I will have always lived through I like so I feel like I can continue to speak to widows because I lived mm -hmm. through it like I have been through it and so um, because I, I don't I don't personally think that being widowed is a status as much as it is an experience true right. and so I personally look at it like you are from now on you and I and those of us listening will always be widowed true um yeah. now yeah your current status isn't widowed once you're married to Joel but you're always going to be a widow and I feel like it's an experience that nobody can ever take away from you. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, I haven't had a lot of time to think about the analogy, but like, I don't know if like you were a professional baseball player or something, yeah. um, just because you retired, it doesn't mean that like you weren't a professional baseball player. Exactly. Um, Good point. You know, and, and I don't know why I chose that. <laughs> but I was just trying to think of something on the yeah. fly that like, you know, it's like, it's something that you, that happened to you that just because your circumstances change, that doesn't ever, um, you don't ever lose that because, yeah. um, which I'll get into soon, but actually I'll just get into it now. And then I'll tell you about how it was been up with yeah, me afterwards, exactly. but 
So it, it's tying it into, you know, I, I think you had a chance to listen to it. I did an I did. episode yeah. by myself. It was great. Um, that you don't have to let go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so like, I'm sure a lot of people would want to know what your take is yeah. on that. So like, what do you think about that? Because it's kind of like along the lines of what I was just talking about is like that now you don't have to let go of Luke to move forward with Joel. Exactly. Yeah. So, I... you know. I loved all the things you had to share. And I thought it was really beautiful when you talked about like, if you and Tina got married, you'd have your picture and then the pictures from both of your previous marriages beside that. But I was like, I I wouldn't. Well, because it's different when one is widowed and one divorced. So obviously we're not going to have Luke's, uh, I mean, Joel's, <laughs> Joel's ex um, in a picture and then a picture of me and Joel and then a picture of me and Luke it doesn't work the same. And so I was just mm-hmm. thinking about how every situation is different. Um, I actually talked to my counselor about that and um, just how it is a different situation and that wouldn't work in mine and how I have actually removed all pictures that were up that were just me and Luke. Now, Joel did not ask me to do that and he would be fine with it, but I he did tell me he appreciated that. Um, so I feel like it's going to be every person listening. If you're in a relationship, it's going to be like your personal decision with your significant other, what works for you. Um, but I feel like I still can have Luke a part of me, even if I don't have that, those pictures up, but I do have lots of family pictures, of course, for my kids, everything. I'm going to leave family pictures up. Um, and I do, um, have like this thing from his celebration of life with lots of pictures on him and just says forever in our hearts. And I left that up, of course, and things like that. Um, I actually had a grief moment the other day because I am preparing my room to get ready for Joel. And I actually still had a bunch of Luke's clothes um, in those like vacuum sealed packages. And like, I try to make them smaller. I'd gotten rid of some of them over the years, but I still have tons of them. And I was just kind of like trying to go through them more. And then I was like this framed picture I never put up on my wall at this house. It was actually like six different pictures of Luke and I on our honeymoon. And then there was a little sticker at the top that said Luke loves Michelle that he made like on a labeler thing and put it on there. And I'm just seeing this picture stare at me. I've got his clothes everywhere. Joel's in here. We're trying to prepare for our life together. And it just was like, I had this weird guilt, but I know it's not from God where I was just like, well, what would, what would Luke think if he was in here seeing me like go through his things with another man? Then I had to realize, no, like he's in perfect peace. He's not thinking that. But I had, mm-hmm. I actually had tears in my eyes as I'm staring at pictures of me and Luke um, on our honeymoon. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm about to go to honeymoon again. What if this husband dies? And then I was like, I can't live like that. Like I can't. No, you can't. And here. you, it always goes back to the advice that we've given so many times that like, even let's say, even if Luke did was sitting there somehow and, you know, just all obviously yeah. extremely, extremely hypothetical, but let's say he was sitting there and he was asking you that. You could answer him and say, because I didn't choose this. I didn't choose for you to die. Right. And um, that's why that's why it's okay because you didn't make the choice for this to be your life. You're you're trying to pick up the pieces and and you know, you know, and like Tina and I have talked about this, that like if no matter how happy I am with Tina, um, I would have never been in this position if Lacey didn't answer i would have still been happily married to Lacey. she would yeah. have still been happily married to john right. um and so it is you know it is something that we have to accept as you know we're trying to do the best we can with the cards we've been dealt 
So anyways, but I'm not saying your, your grief isn't valid, of course. Right. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, but it does kind of go back to that same thing that we often say that like, you know, that's why everything's okay because you didn't choose this. Yeah. This isn't your choice. This wasn't, you know, um, it's not like, you know, you left, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It, we yeah. know. We understand what I mean. Yeah, it's not your exactly. I mean, example, but. It so is... anyways, uh, go on. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it is interesting, like to hear the different and we often have different points of views um, on this podcast about how we would deal with things or whatever. Mm. Um, and so, especially the different situations of widowed or divorced. And it definitely plays into how you're then coming together as a family. So, but I loved it, but let's, let's get back to what's been up with you. I don't want it all to be about oh, me. <laughs> what's, what's been up with me. So yeah, yeah. I did just come for a visit, which okay. was so amazing. Um, we had a really great time. Um, she, she came here and, uh, we went out to dinner, uh, nice. at the cheesecake factory this time. Oh, a, nice. cheese, a cheeseburger did not explode on. I was gonna ask, ask you, you um, had, did you have the same thing? And then just no, it? you're like, no, no I'm never having funny. that again. So we've been there now three times together and all three times we have the, we've had the same waitress. Crazy. And so she remembered us. She's all, Oh, Hey, the cheeseburger. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And so I, I was tempted to order the cheeseburger as a joke and be like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want that to explode on me again. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Um, so, uh, and Tina treated me because, uh, it was a, um, a graduation present because yes. I graduated high Con- school. Nice. Congratulations. That's Thank so awesome. You. That's I had huge. to teach myself algebra and slopes oh. and all this crazy stuff that was really, really difficult for me. I watched, but that's the world we live in now is I just got to go watch a ton of videos on right. YouTube and, and, you know, I obviously had to apply myself and practice and pause it to do the problem and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I taught myself how to do math. That was That's pretty cool. Awesome. And I, I passed the test. I got my diploma already. Um, I would show it to you, but so, uh, the awesome. audience can't see. <laughs> they <laughs> so, can't? Look, guys. <laughs> so, but I promise you I have it. Um, so cool. And so, uh, and then we had some crazy weather and it was really neat because, um, so I have this like screened in porch in my backyard um, and uh, have some like couches in there. And so I just turned on the fire. Nice. Um, I have a little like fire pit that has like a windshield around it. Um, a shield from wind, not like a front windshield, like on a car. Oh, yeah, I got it. Um, <laughs> but same thing. It is a shield. It's a, it is a yeah. windshield. Um, but uh, and it was so nice because the wind was just howling and the rain was coming in and like it was just like kind of intense like the weather yeah but we were just like laying next Safe. to this warm fire on the couch and just kind of cuddling Aww. and we just kept like drifting off taking naps and yeah um, it was it was amazing it was super cool and then you know another day it was like really pretty out and we just sat around the fire pit and talked and um we just had a really great time we we really get along super well and um my kids love her which is so fun yes and, awesome. and uh and actually it was pretty neat um my kids didn't know she was coming. Oh, fun. And so she got here um, during the day mm-hmm. and before my kids were out from school. And so we picked them up together. Oh, so fun. Um, and so they opened the door and they were like, hey, daddy, how's it going? Like, oh, how sweet. Super, yeah, it was super cool. So they were like, you know, I become chopped liver when she's around. Right. That's okay. <laughs> I'm happy for them to have, you know, that, that uh, role 
fulfilled in their lives is beautiful. Yeah, that's um, so awesome. And yeah, we hung out and I also, um, so I have a, uh, my house is three bedroom, mm-hmm. but my kids wanted to share a bedroom. So yeah. I have this extra bedroom and I made it like into like a guest room, you know? Nice. Well, I had a TV in there and that TV, uh, you know, stopped working. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've known for like six months that I need to like do something about that TV. So I finally decided to like turn it into a movie theater room. Oh, so it's fun. so funny. Like I have the theater outside, but I have, but this yeah. theater is different <laughs> because I took all my crazy surround sound system from downstairs and brought it up into the, the theater. Oh, room. nice. So it's like, it's like a movie theater. It's, it's, yeah, I got, I could nerd out and talk about my Dolby Atmos setup, but I won't. Nice. But um, I'm sorry. Okay. This isn't my fault. This is an alarm. Silence everything. It's, you know the I, rules. Okay. Well, it's uh, <laughs> rules. I know. I this know. is our sixty-seventh episode. Okay. I, and I still can't mute my phone. No, my this phone's is muted, but my almost alarm's two on. years. And we're still getting all these <laughs> random interruptions. Yep, it's okay. Yep. Anyways, Sorry. Go so, ahead. anyways, so yes, so we just had a wonderful time, um, and it's just always so fun spending time with her. You know, it's really great. Um, and uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, that's that's uh, the summary. All my friends are uh, my friends, Chris and his wife, who, again, I've I've gotten oh, yeah, yeah. permission to use Chris's name, um, but not his wife. So I will <laughs> leave her name out of it. But uh, they are on their way here right now. Yes, Last nice. I heard, they were in Texas. Um, they are moving here, as I've mentioned before. So we should be uh, hanging out soon. And yeah, anyways, blah, blah, blah. So um, really excited to have friends close by, but that's what's been up with me. So giving it back to you where we Yes. Okay. Side note. I meant to ask you about this. I thought about you when I saw this movie. Okay. Have you seen Jesus Revolution? No, but I want to. Okay. You know that pastor? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea until like. That he was saying his name and then it, I remember you talking about him and I was like California okay I yes. told Joel afterwards that's this pastor that Mark always talks about that was his story like yeah well that is so so pastor Chuck Smith yeah is the one that it's about so uh yeah. he is the one that started Calvary Church yes I learned all this it was great. okay okay so yeah and so Calvary Chapel like that was the start of the Jesus revolution as right. you know now I haven't seen the movie but I just know this this history anyways um, but the interesting thing about it is like in the sixties, you know, that's like the start of like the hippies and all that, like yeah. the whole hippie road. But it was interesting because hippies were all about like love, right? Yes. And, yeah. and all that. Well, they were like ripe for learning about Jesus, but they yeah. also had the like drugs and rock and roll and sex mm-hmm. part of it and all that. Um, but so at that time, church was very um legalistic and like yeah. suits and ties and you only dress like appropriately to church to go to church mm-hmm. well chuck smith had this understanding of who christ was yeah and that you know he said look it, it's people that are healthy don't need doctors just like it's it's sick people that need jesus you know and so he invited all these hippies and said come yeah. as you are come in your shorts come in your sandals yep. whatever just come learn about jesus and it was even on the cover of Time Magazine. So yes. I don't know what the movie talked they about. Talk about. Okay. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was on the cover of Time Magazine. It was one of the biggest um uh salvation moments in yeah. history. Um yeah. like one of the most people that came to Christ. So that's cool. I really do want to see the movie. So sorry. Um 
I guess I'm saying stuff that's like all in the movie, but no, it's all I, right. I've known like, this stuff for a while because I'm from Southern California. Yes, I just didn't realize the connection until, um, yeah, I was watching it and I heard the name in California, and then the, that's they cool. talked about him. And my kids loved it. So you know, they're 15 and 16, and usually. I didn't think Peyton, I think he'd be like, it was boring. He's like, no, it had everything. It had romance. It had this. It was, it was good. And then Haley's like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I want to see it again. That's and awesome. They really, really liked it. And so when Hayden comes home from college next week, um, cause he's coming for spring break and the wedding, I want to go, or Haley wants to go again with him. Somebody's going to go with him. Um, and it was, it was really good. And then Haley, I want to go watch it. Yeah. She also learned a lot about the sixties that she didn't know, you know, what oh, uh-huh. life was like then. And it was just really good. So that's a little side note. I highly recommend that movie too. That's Anybody super cool. Yeah. yeah. Really, and really... uh interesting fact that I know everybody wants to know Greg Laurie and I share a birthday. December. Seriously. 10th. Yep. That's awesome. And I've talked to him before, actually. Um, oh, nice. I called, I called there's this show I used to listen to all the time. Anybody from Southern California probably knows what it is, but um, it's called Pastor's Perspective. Okay. And so you could call up and ask pastors questions. And so I used to call, I was a regular caller, you know, <laughs> I always had <laughs> nice. questions. But uh, I called one time when he was on air and I had to tell him this story. Uh, so he and his son were on air one day. Um, and, you know, addition to other people, but they were the panel of uh, guest yeah. pastors or whatever. And so, uh, I, you know, my phone call, I got through and uh, I was I was on the air and I said, hey, I was like, before I ask my question, uh, Greg, I have to tell you this story. Uh, when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, we used to listen to you every single night. We'd listen to your sermons as we were falling asleep. Like it was just what we Aww. went to sleep to. And he's like, oh, wow. And I'm like, no, no, that's not even the cool part. I'm all, and so like through, so through her whole pregnancy. Um, and then when my daughter was born, you know, we were busy, you know, my wife's trying to breastfeed. I'm trying to, you know, change diapers, do the whole nine. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't listen to you for a while, which was out of norm for us. But when we both had some downtime, um, we put you on the TV and my daughter started turning her head like crazy oh, trying wow. to figure out where that voice was coming from that's so cool and i'm all and then when she saw your voice she was just completely mesmerized like that's the voice i recognize wow. i'm also it was totally like 100 percent. she recognized your voice and he's like wow that's so cool and then his son goes he's all really that's weird whenever my kids hear his voice they just take off running that's <laughs> so, funny yeah it was it was pretty cool but uh anyway so i just had to share that super no, that's relevant awesome and important story it is it is it's good yes it's so, good well, anyway. okay let's get into our topic after we talk forever yeah you know if you guys are still here thanks for hanging out with us okay so the topic for today <laughs> is another grief myth grief myth be strong for others so a lot of people think when they go through grief, like I have to hold it together and be strong for others. Now, there is a part of that that's true. If you are a parent, <laughs> you mm-hmm. cannot just completely fall apart um, because you still have to feed them and take care of them and all of that. But you have to like, it's good for you to be vulnerable and to be, you don't have to be strong for everybody. You, your role in life might change. For example, I used to always be, and I am again, but I was like the glue in my friendships and in everything. And I had to tell them that for a season, I can no longer be the glue. I can no longer be the one. I need someone else to start putting things together. I couldn't be strong anymore. And so um, you don't have to be strong for others. That's one of the biggest myths that there is, is that you have to put on your strong face for everybody. But I think there's times when it's good 
to well, what we feel we heal we all know that right mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it's on like every episode probably <laughs> probably like at least 50 percent. at least 50 percent, yeah or more than that um but there there is a time to let that guard down now i know you had to be strong for your kids especially when Lacey was sick you really tried to protect them for it but after she passed away did you find that you had a safe space to not be strong like to put that down to feel mm-hmm. it all no but no. i should have mm-hmm. um but but i did the grief myth i felt like i needed to be strong for everybody because i felt like nobody could handle the darkness that was mm-hmm. circling around in my head um mm-hmm. the pain that i was experiencing and feeling like i felt like nobody was prepared for what i wanted to say right and um about how how much it hurt and how much i missed her and how much I just couldn't believe she was gone and and the hell that I had seen the things that I had seen, I felt like nobody could handle. Um, and so there were many times where I picked up the phone and I just couldn't bring myself to call anybody. I needed to talk to somebody. Right. I needed to, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't burden anybody with the heaviness that was in my heart. And so, um, I did feel like I needed to be strong for people, um, because they couldn't handle, um, I, I felt like I wouldn't have any friends left. I remember posting mm. that on Facebook. I remember saying, I, I have this fear that if I open up to you guys, I'm not going to have any friends left mm. when I'm on the other side of this grief journey because nobody's going to want to hang out with me because, you know, I'm just going to be like the sad, the sad guy that nobody wants to be around. I felt like I needed to be happy for people to still want to be my friend. Right. And, you know, but also when you're going through grief, you're in a season of confusion. Oh yeah. 100%. And so I was, I was confused about what friendships meant. You know, I was confused about, you know, I had my friend, Chris, my friend, Brian, my friend, John, Tamara, a lot of people that like would have listened to me and would have heard me, you know, my mother-in-law, she wanted it. I mean, we were right. grieving over the same person, right. but I still like, and now don't get me wrong. Her and I had, we had a lot of great conversations but I still, even though she insisted it was okay, I still would never pick up the phone and call somebody to just say, hey, I'm having a really hard time right mm. now. Very few times. I think one time I called Brian and John and I said, I'm so sorry to bother you guys. Can you guys just like pray with me over the phone? I don't want to like bother you guys. I don't want to like disturb you. But like, can you guys please like pray with me? And they and I sent out a multi-text. That's right. It was a multi-text to both of them. And um, they both replied within... 30 seconds. I'm on my way, bro. And then the other, uh, I think John replied first, I'm on my way. And Brian said me too. And they both just showed up at my house and I didn't ask either of them to do that. So anyways, so, you know, long answer to a short question. Um, no, I really didn't feel like, um, I had a a place where I could, um, be vulnerable and, Mm and and really let out was on my mind I did sometimes but for the most part no I'd say no how about how about you though I feel like I did like God had put all these widows I knew I think six widows before I was a widow had Mm. already put them in my life in all different places like there was a couple from a writing conference I went to and like a friend who had become a widow before me like we were friends before that and just like different people And I actually did reach out, like I reached out to, I think almost all of them and just said, I'm having a hard time. Please tell me it gets better. (laughs) You know, Mm. and that's where they did tell me it gets better and um, met up with some of them and just wanted like 
just tell me like, what is it going to be like in the future? Like, I just needed that hope. And that's part of what's inspired this podcast is to be that hope for other people. We are farther in the journey now. I'm coming on three years in two months. It'll be three years, which is crazy to me. And we are further along. And so I feel like I, I know you feel the same way. We want to spread that joy, that joy and that hope that it does get better. Again, it's what you do with the time, not just time. But mm-hmm. um, I did have that place. I was able to reach out. Um, I did try to be strong for my kids, but honestly, I wasn't that great at it. In fact, it came out the other day. Um, you know, Haley kind of shared that she felt like for a little while, she was the adult in the family because there's a lot going on with my other kids. And she's like, and you were kind of an unstable mom. And I was like, I was, and Mm. I I can look back now and see, you know, she's like, you're crying all the time. (laughs) And I was, so I was kind of the opposite. I don't think I really bought into this myth too much as more the other way. (laughs) Like I had a harder time keeping it together. And, um, you know, I feel like maybe for the general public, like Facebook and stuff like that, it was like, be strong. Um, but for like people who really knew me well, like I was okay breaking down and telling them what I needed and what was happening. And like, I'm not strong. Like I am not doing well. And so I kind of had an opposite experience than you. Um, and I did have that safe space. And I think that's what I needed in that time. Um, yeah, I could have been stronger for my kids and been more stable and, but I could barely survive. I remember just laying on the floor crying, barely able to get out of bed. And, um, you know, Haley told me she was recalling when I thought I had a blood clot, like three days after Luke died. And I, I was acting like I was dying and how scared she was. She was telling, uh, Peyton about that, I guess. And he didn't know that story and just how she was so worried about everybody and worried. She was worried about me a lot. So I wish I would have done a better job, but I was just trying to survive. You Um, can't, you know, it's so, it's so uh, interesting though, because like, you can't really, first of all, you can't hold yourself responsible for doing something better that is crazy hard and you've (laughs) never done before. Yeah. Um, And, and yeah, and yeah, it, it, this is like, it's such a good testament to why it is so different with the kids being the ages that they are true yeah. um I didn't have the option right to, Here's her younger. Like, yeah you know break down they wouldn't understand right. like if I just didn't have the energy to give them a bath or mm. feed them dinner or whatever like you know they they especially you know at the ages they were at that time even um yeah. you know it's funny my daughter now she's she's you know just turned 10 and she yeah. is like Oh my gosh, she is like just such a helper you know she's oh, just always so like awesome. doing stuff but at that time um you know, I mean, yes, even though she wanted to help, their help was very different. Yeah. Time, you know? Um, you know, she would be like, Can I make dinner? And I just wanted to be nice. And I'm like, Yeah, sure, honey. You know, like I don't know. I knew I was getting into something bad, but it was yeah. like, you know, it, I didn't know what to expect. And it was like, you know, here I gave you cut up tortilla with Cheetos. Cute. And I was like, Oh, delicious. Sweet. You know, and so she's like, I think this is like a healthy meal. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, but so. um, Yeah, so you can't you can't uh, you have to pretend with little kids. Yeah, you do. And, and um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting because I really did give into that myth in many different ways that like, you know, and I should I could have been more open with my kids. I was pretty open with them and pretty honest, but um. I would hide 
if I was having a really hard moment, like I would yeah. hide. Yeah. And I don't think that was any better, you know, than, than telling them. Cause a lot of times I remember hearing them like looking for me and I'd be like in my closet, <laughs> like with the door closed and I'd be like, Oh, I'm changing. I'll be out soon. And yeah. I'd have to like wipe my tears and like, you know, breathe to try and like recover and pull it together and um, go out there and pretend like nothing was wrong. But then, um, you know, I was partially unintentionally, of course, but I think I was kind of showing them that like, maybe we hide our feelings, mm. you know, but I did, you know, I did, did talk good. with them. I did talk with them a lot about what are you feeling? How are you feeling? You know, um, what's your favorite memory with mommy? Do you miss mommy? You know right. what I mean? Just like yeah. just trying to get them to talk about it. I mean, we still do that stuff. Actually, I took Alexis to the doctor the other day um, for some other stuff. And um, uh, they had a counselor come in and talk to Alexis. And they were mm -hmm. just kind of asking her. She's like, do you still think about your mommy? And Alexis is like, yeah, I think about mommy. And just, I don't know. It's just interesting. She was asking her questions that like, you know, I sometimes don't think to ask. Not that, not that in particular, but like, you know, I, I like when I talk about mommy, it's like I'm telling them a memory or a story or I'm showing them yeah. photos that I stumbled across or videos or right. stuff like that. But like, I don't really like ever ask them, what are you, what are your thoughts? Like, when was the last time you thought about mommy or like, what mm -hmm. did you think about the last time you thought about mommy and, and how was that for you? Does it keep you up at night? That was one of the things she asked. Um, does oh. it ever keep you up at night when you're thinking about your mommy? And she was like, um, sometimes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know that, yeah. you know, and just so just things that I didn't think to ask, but so, sorry, I kind of got off topic. No, bit, no, that's but, good. Um, but yeah, so anyways. It is a difference in, yeah, the age of the kids because my kids could make themselves food and I didn't have to give them baths or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so we were definitely in different places with what we could and couldn't do. And then I'm thinking back to when Luke was sick. I feel like that was more the time period where I felt the be strong. Like, in fact, I just told Joel about this today. A memory popped up from three years ago today. It was actually my last like out time out to eat with, with Luke um, to celebrate my birthday a day early. And I remember that conversation and I actually started crying. And he said, I didn't think you cared like that I was dying because you don't cry. You don't seem to show emotion. And it was only because I was trying to stay strong for my kids, for him. Like, I didn't want it to make it worse on him, like, and be crying all the time. He's mm -hmm. already, he cried a lot during that time period. He knew he was dying. I didn't want to make it worse. So I feel like I felt this grief myth, maybe it's because I was like pre-grieving too. I don't know. I felt this more when he was alive, be strong because I'm trying to hold it all together for everybody. And so I feel like I definitely felt it during that time period. Um, and even the day he died, I was just telling someone um, the death story again and how I was like, God gave me a supernatural peace and strength. Like I didn't even cry at all when Luke was dying. I was talking calmly. Like I was just having a conversation with him. I remember saying like, you're going to meet my grandparents today. And like, you're going to hear good and, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I wasn't even emotional. It was like this crazy supernatural strength, which this is not even what we're talking about, but just a side note that like God gave me that peace to be able to, and strength to be able to walk my kids through it. Cause they were all emotional during it. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I don't, I never really felt this much after he died. Cause I kind of fell apart. Um, but I do feel like I, I, 
yeah, I had to go through all of this, but I've always been really good at being open and vulnerable to people. So I've never really hidden how I feel. And it's also always in my face. I cannot hide anything, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I could never be like, you know, poker face because I just can't like hide my emotions. And so I've never really hidden crazy. Another side note. My sister-in-law was over the other day um, doing my hair. We're getting ready to get all, you know, wedding ready. And she's like, you look different than when Luke was sick. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you carried your grief on your face so much. She's like, you just seem so much lighter now. I was like, really? Like, thank you. Like, it's just. And it's it's hard to like explain to somebody though, like the amount of trauma that we experienced going through that with our spouses and so I felt like it was all over my face too and um but the same thing like I always felt like I had to be strong for Lacey because yes yes how can how can I like I always had this mentality at the time that I was like she's the one going through it right exactly she's not gonna break down or she's not gonna fall apart I can't fall apart Uh if she's gonna be strong I need to be strong too I need to do this for her. And I need to do this for my kids. I need to stay positive. And, um, but gosh, I was broken inside. I was broken. Yeah. I was so freaking broken. Um, I mean, I was a mess. I remember times at the hospital, like I look back and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm partially embarrassed at the way I behaved, but, um, you're just surviving. I was, de- I was desperate. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted my, I mean, I was getting in fights with doctors and, um like I was nasty you know I was I was mean I was mean because they were um not doing what my wife wanted you know what I mean just whatever whatever it was like um it just it wasn't me but I was I was you know I was defending my wife and um so I just turned into this like whole other person and I was mean in one instance or many instances I was mean, but then there were other instances where I was just like, I literally just like collapsed in the hallway of the hospital. Yeah. Like my legs just gave out and I just fell up against the wall right in the middle of the the floor, like, like just crying because like, I couldn't believe what was going on. You know, I couldn't believe that I was losing Lacey and, um, I don't know. So my emotions were just so all over the place and, so, you know, it was, um, <clears throat> it was just crazy. It was yeah. crazy to watch, um, her go through this stuff. And I was not the person that I know myself to be. Um, right. but you know, I also, um, I was going through something that was just so insanely hard that, um, I don't fault myself for how it made me yeah feel and the person that I turned into or whatever because you know for one I was a husband who was protecting and supporting his wife right two I was watching the mother of my children and my beautiful bride um fall apart right in front of my eyes and um watching my life fall apart and so like I I can't fault myself for the way I handled it if I didn't handle it perfectly or whatever you know um but anyway so again you know kind of getting getting off topic but um so let's get back on topic. Okay. <laughs> so um, what else do you have to add to that? I mean, I think that's, that's all I, I have for that is just basically, you don't have to be strong for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. 
like I said, there's time, especially if you have little kids, you have to be strong in certain situations, but find a friend that you can talk to. If you have a widow friend, that's the best connect, go to our widow too soon, Facebook page, connect with somebody, talk to them, like find another person who understands this to be your safe place. So you don't have to feel like you have to be strong all the time. Give yourself permission to go to your room and cry. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to do these things and let yourself like have that place to just feel it. Like, like I shared, like I had a grief moment the other day. I felt, I cried a little bit. Like it's good to, you don't have to be strong all the time. Like even now, like I feel like, okay, we've been widows almost three years. Sometimes it's like, I got to be strong, but you know what? I had a moment. It's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. wherever you are, if you're 10 years, 20 years down the journey, it doesn't matter. Like you, um, you know, you want to be where you're at and feel it. And so I don't really have much more on this except for to say, you don't have to be strong all the, all the time. We're giving you permission, per, per, thesaurus, permission, the, the, the thesaurus, the thesaurus, thesaurus. <laughs> we're giving you permission to be where you're at and you don't have to, maybe there's somebody that needs to hear this today. Okay. Fellow griever, you do not have to be strong all of the time. Like God wants to take that burden for you. Like you're feeling the burden. He's like, come to me, all you who are heavy burdened and I will give you rest. You know that verse? I'm saying it wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm going to find it. You know, yeah, we I'm, all know what you're saying. Yeah. And so God wants to take it, take that yoke off of you, put it on himself and wants to take that burden. I think sometimes we carry too much of it ourselves as widows. We are strong. We are independent. We got this. We'll do it. We got strong for everybody. We got to do everything. We are the mom and the dad. Like we're mm-hmm. everything. But sometimes God wants to take that off of you. I'm just experiencing this right now. Like sometimes I get a little bit stressed out and Joel's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And he's like, I feel like you're so used to, you have to do everything because we got, so we're getting all this new furniture, doing all this. And he's like, what are you feeling? He's very good about asking what I'm feeling. And I'm like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. All these chairs we need to put together, the table, the bed, the bed. He's like, I got this. I'm going to do it. You don't, you just sit back and relax. (laughs) I was like, what? That's awesome. You, you think you have to do it all, but you don't. And it was just such like a nice relief to be like, I don't have to do anything. And even if you are like, you're still, you know, single, you don't have to do anything. Enlist a friend. Like there are people, you know, those people who say, let me know if there's anything I can do. Well, let them know. Like I got new furniture. I need some help. I need my tire change. I need like, I need to know how to grocery shop. Like whatever the things are, let those people help you carry the burdens and maybe pray specifically that God will bring people into your life. That mm, will help you carry the burdens. So you don't have to be as strong. You don't have to do this alone. Drop the mic. Boom. Boom. You know, I actually specifically remember speaking of prayer and the other thing you were talking about. I specifically yeah. remember crying out to God and saying, mm. you told me you would take the burden. Mm. I'm asking you to please take it. Please. I can't handle all of this. And um, I feel like he did. Yeah. I really feel like he did. I really feel like he just like lifted so much burden off of me, um, at various moments. And, um, yeah, it's, it's very powerful and you don't, you don't have to be strong for others. You really don't. And, um, gosh, I would almost encourage you to not be strong for others because I did the opposite and it was wrong. It was wrong. I felt so lonely Mm, at different moments. And, and it's funny because, 
these two things feel differently, even though the words feel synonymous, but like, I felt so lonely and I also felt so alone and it felt like those things were different. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, I, I can't describe it even though I just went through language arts in high school. (laughs) Um, but I, I feel like I can't describe how they're different, but Mm -hmm. they felt different. It felt like I was incredibly lonely and incredibly alone and, like, um, like lonely, like longing for companionship and then alone, like I'm doing it all myself. Is that what you Yeah. Mean? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and yes, like, yes, lonely and companionship, not only, um, in a relationship, but just, I don't know. I don't know. I was like longing for, I was longing for another Mark that knew exactly what I'd been through and exactly yeah. Because there were a lot of things that I saw taking care of Lacey that I will never unsee for the rest of my life. And I've explained some of it to Tina. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to even let out that little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there are things that I've never told anybody. I I mean, the closest person to me in regards of um, talking about some of the things I went through with Lacey was her mom. Yeah. But there's things that I saw and felt that like there's just no reason for me to share it with anybody. It's it's yeah. dark and and right and horrible, you know? Like and and but it's but it's like things that I saw and things that I felt and experienced and um a lot of you can relate because a lot of you like um as long as you are here and widowed, like you've been through a lot of darkness and I'm sure you know what I mean, that it just sometimes it just feels like there's nobody that perfectly understands what you've been through. I mean, even you and I, Michelle, like we both lost our spouses to cancer. It was both. um, I mean, it was crazy long time for you, but it was long and drawn out for both of us. I mean, it felt like a long time for me, even though it was, you know, 14 months, but like it it was an intense 14 months. And so it felt like a really, really long time. Um, But even there were differences between us and what we went through. And, and it was like, there were some things you went through that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine that. Some things that I went through that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine that. And, um, and so there's just this part of you that just wants somebody who's been through the exact same thing you have. Um, but anyways, I'm getting off topic, but, um, I really, really want to encourage you all, especially, I know so many of you, um, are in the beginning um, and some of you, oh my gosh, some of you are so young. Yeah. Some of our listeners, I think no. she said she was 23 years oh my old goodness. when she lost her spouse and they have little babies. I've talked to so many women who were pregnant oh, when they yeah. lost their spouse. Unbelievably hard. There was one woman that, um, she was getting groceries at the store. And I always tell this one because it's just so heart-wrenching and I just understand, I feel like I understand where she's coming from, but she was at the store grocery shopping and she gets home and she realized she forgot the sour cream Mm -hmm. and her husband goes, Hey, don't worry about it. I'll go get it. He grabs the kids, loads up the car, gets in a car accident on the way to the store. They all die. Oh my God. Her two kids and her husband all died. And she, and actually this was, I remember now this was in a group that I saw this post Yeah. 
And she, you know, she posted it publicly. So even though I'm not using her ID, I feel like it's okay to share the story. Yeah. Um, cause she shared it in a group with 7,000 people, but, yeah. um, and her last sentence was, and it just, oh my gosh, I just, I, it, the tears hit me when I read this. She said, what if I hadn't forgot the sour cream? Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I mean, you know, so there's just so many people that are going through stories that are just so hard. And it, it's just so crazy that God has given you and I this um, incredible responsibility to try and help people that are in yeah. this very vulnerable season. I mean, I've had people reach out and just say, I just can't do it anymore. I don't want to go on. Right. And I'm trying to yeah. talk somebody out of hurting themselves. And right. it's, it's so intense. And um, so anyways, um, you, so I, I say all this to encourage you all that like what you're going through, there's people that care. Cause I'm sitting here right now with tears in my eyes, thinking about so many of the stories I've heard. There are people that care that genuinely yeah. have genuinely have empathy for what you're going through and have been through. So don't do it alone. Um, share, share your story on our page, um, yeah. post it on our page and say, you need friends or whatever. Um, just be vulnerable. And, um, and I'm, I, and I'm coming at that from a place of, I wasn't able to do it. And trust me, I was wrong. And you're coming at it from a position, Michelle, of saying I was able to do it and it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So we're both telling you the same advice from different perspectives that like, right. you need to reach out to people, be vulnerable and don't feel like you need to be strong for anybody. You're going through something so difficult that most people can't even imagine. Right. The pain and the darkness that's in your heart. Don't be afraid to share it. So anyways. Good stuff. Good stuff. Word up. Word up. Um, well, would you like to close this in prayer? Yes. Can I do the Michelle voice asking for a little? <laughs> no. I literally <laughs> laughed when I heard that. Like out loud. Like a literal LOL. <laughs> Oh, I also like, I oh, talk that was back really to, fun for me. <laughs> I talk back, feel like to pod, I talk all the time, like to myself, but when I listen to the podcast and you were like singing schools out for the summer or something about schools out for the summer, I'm like, really already? Like I said that out loud. And then you're like, just kidding. Like I finished school. So anyways, oh, that's I was, it was like an interactive podcast, but you couldn't hear me. Like I was interacting yes. <laughs> with some of it. It's like um, choose your own adventure. It was. Um, oh, and which reminds me, thank you for our one paid subscriber that you were mentioning last week. Yes, um, yes. With the paid subscription, there will be extra content, like extra yes. little things like that we're going to do. We're going to be more specific later on. After the wedding, when I get back, we'll be planning out more of what that looks like to be a paid subscriber. Yes. But, um, we definitely appreciate all of you listening and just being part of this journey with us. It's been amazing. So. Absolutely. Good, good memory on that too. And yeah, we're, I guess we set that up a long time ago that like you could be a I didn't realize. subscriber and there'd be special content and stuff. So we're, we are going to do that. We're working we just, on it. Michelle's busy. We're, 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 we're brainstorming of how we can provide a uh, special content, um, maybe more private uh, content and stuff like yeah, that. So and if that is maybe, you, yeah. If you are the paid subscriber, we apologize that you don't have that extra content yet, but it's coming. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and we coming. just thank you, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. So absolutely. Um, I wanted to mention so one awesome. thing. 
then I yes. can get into prayer. So I've talked about it a few times. I have a new program called the grief recovery. Well, it's not my program, but I am a grief recovery specialist now. And I am now working with two clients and it has been absolutely the most rewarding work I think I've ever done. Like I absolutely love helping people learn how to not only like go through their grief, but how to recover. And so it's a 40 year old um, system that has helped people to learn how to like really dig down and like, what is my grief? How do I recover? How do I move forward? Um, and it's been amazing. And what's also awesome is thanks to my nonprofit widow goals, I'm able to have people fill out scholarship forms and use the funding from widow goals to pay for part of the um, grief recovery program. So it's really a win-win um, and people have been able to do that. And it's been awesome. So if you want to learn more about that, there's a link in the description to book a 15 minute call um, with me and you can learn more about what it is and how do you apply for the scholarship and all that stuff. Cause my vision is really to see people healed. It is God who heals and he gave us like tools and programs and things like that to, um, to take the steps forward. And I, I got the book and I read it in one day and I was like, I love this. I love it. I love how it shows you what it really talks about how grief is so misunderstood. And there's even a part that says, do you know that people in the general public know more about first aid than they do about grief? There's more education on first aid than, which is important. I'm not downplaying first aid, but people don't know about grief. And so it's a grief education program and it's a program on how to actually recover and there's steps that are powerful. I thought I was completely recovered from grief, but I went through the whole program in January and realized there were so much more that I worked through between me and Luke. Um, it includes a letter and a bunch of stuff that you do. And it's, it was super powerful. So anyways, if you want to know more about that, look at the the little link, it'll take you to a calendar where you can um, book a call with me, or you can always email me also and ask questions. So anyways, just want to mention that. where would they email you? Um, we can use our email. Actually, let's do, yeah, let's just do one. I don't want to confuse people. It's the same okay. as if you guys want to email us widowed too soon m at gmail.com i have another one but i don't want to give out too many emails and make it confusing um or you can also you know on a messenger on facebook you can email us there anyways I'm so facebook there no no that's cool this is important because it's it's a really powerful ministry and i i'm not a salesman and so yeah. it's really hard for me to like promote anything um like we used to you know do patreon and i was like i can't ask <laughs> i can't do it anymore but like so but if I believe in it, I can speak on it. Yeah. And I know I how passionate you are about helping widowed people. I've talked to you about it privately. Yeah. And I can tell you all that this is something that's extremely important to Michelle for your well-being. This isn't her trying to start, you know, a business or something right. like that. This is Thank she you. cares about you all and and for you all to to do well in your grief and um to not only survive, but to thrive. Very good. That's, that's the, um, like kind of like the, the motto or the mission statement of my nonprofit. Yeah. Goals. It's your mantra or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so I, I can speak to it and just say Thank that, you. um, I, I think that this is going to be really helpful to people. And I know if Michelle is, um, doing it and promoting it, that it's a good thing. So, um, Thanks. anyways, yeah. Um, right. You want to say that for you. Okay. No, yeah. so I'm I'm... <laughs> of course not. <laughs> i'm just nice. kidding um anyway so yeah uh i will I pray us out i say a little prayer for you forever and never <laughs> we had to have a song okay 
We got all episode. It makes me think of Runaway Bride, and I will not be a run. I have a microphone in my hand, like a pretend one, while I'm next to the real microphone. <laughs> while you actually have a microphone? No yes, problem. but I will not be a Runaway Bride. I promise. I will be like a run to Joel Bride, because I'm so nice. excited. Anyway. Runaway train, never going back. Uh, no, that's different. Uh, anyway. Runaway. Wrong way on the one-way track. Pretty good. Anyways. Hey. All right. Say a little prayer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Here you go. Sorry, audience. Okay. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for everything you do for us and all the blessings you bestow upon us and the um, incredible responsibility that you've given us with this ministry. Um, We pray that you would use us as a vessel to share the gospel um, with the world and and share love with those who are hurting. Um, And um, I just, I pray, Lord, that you would help people be encouraged that they don't have to be strong for others and that you would provide people for them. Um, people who are willing and able to hear the the darkness and the, the, the pain that's in their soul mm-hmm. and that you would allow them to, the strength because it takes strength. That you would allow them the strength to be vulnerable um, and to be able to share um, and to not do what I did and keep it, keep it bottled up. Um, and anyways, and I pray, Lord, for all those listening, I pray for Michelle's ministry, Widow Goals, and that, um, you know, that uh, people would be able to get lots of scholarships to to do this mm-hmm. program. Um, and anyways, we ask all these things in Jesus name. Um, may your will be done. Amen. Amen. If you like this podcast, give it a little ping. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> okay, side note, I didn't even tell you this, but I'm going to say it on air. You people can rate us on Spotify. Didn't know we have like 23, we have like a 4.9 stars on Spotify. Wait, wait, wait. who's the point one? I don't know the average. Shit. Maybe okay. No, I, I'm gonna look it up really quick. But we wait, did we get a negative review? You should address it on air. Um, there was nobody's <laughs> written anything. Okay, 4.8 stars. Okay. And there are 24 people that read. I mean, nobody wrote anything. Just to be says, clear, that's out of five, right? I hope so, not out of 10. Okay. <laughs> so you can, if you listen to us on Spotify, you can give us five stars also. And I thought it was just on Apple. Okay. But now I know it's okay. on Spotify. Wherever you listen, you can yes. give us five stars. Bing. It's, so, yeah, I was going to say, it's not just five stars. It's bing, five I stars. Can't, I can't say it without that. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like we covered it all. I think so. And then some so. extra stuff. And then extra. We appreciate you being here today. And uh, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Is that All it? Right. I think so. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. God Bye. bless you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.